0: Trouble. Welcome once more to this Tuesday talk with Dr. Kim Yen, the Dennis, and Mr. Robert Brooks. Aloha, aloha.
1: Hey,
2: what's hey. going on, John X? What's good?
0: Same old, same. You know how it is. You know, Tuesday. Dr. Dennis. Hey. Aloha. hey.
1: Aloha, whose name is pronounced Kemia, and I've been telling you that now for twenty years. But you know, you know that's, that's just
0: how you do. That's
2: Robert's we, fault. too. We both blew it today. We
0: both blew it today. That's Rob's fault. It's okay. Know. That's yeah. okay as he was old anyway. If I get stabbed, if I get stabbed, that was, I stabbed that was by a baby reference. Album. If I get stabbed by you, I I deserve it. A baby reference already. Ready to get started with this dude. We're gonna talk about the baby today. Somewhat, we're gonna talk about the baby today. You know, it's always a little bit deeper than just that um one thing. But we've been having a run of uh, music shows with our luminary um friend Bismarcky passing, and it's kind of like brought us back into um that vibe and that thought and that mindset of where we all grew up. And paying attention, I in particular, have been paying attention a little bit more to the music that's going on and what's going on in the scene right now and it's all messy. Does and it make you cry? does not make me cry.
1: Well, I'm sad about uh, Biz Marquis. So first of all, The Vapors is one of my favorite hip hop songs. I'm all old school hip hop, so like the new stuff, I don't know. But I saw Biz Marquis twice. As a DJ. Once when I still lived in Richmond, where I'm born and raised, Richmond, VA, 804, two up, two down. And again in Greensboro, North Carolina in 2018, before I left and moved to Baltimore, Maryland. And it was funny because the first time it was all black folk, downtown Richmond. Mm-hmm. He was doing it. He had a, you know, the symphony, everything. Mm-hmm. Different scene in Greensboro. He he thought it was going to be just all white people, I guess. So it's different. So me being who I am, Kenya Nuru-Dennis, I made sure I stood by the stage so I could haze him. (laughs) And I was like, can we get the Vapors? Can we get the duet with him and his best friend, Big Daddy Kane? Can we get, you know, all this? And then eventually he was talking to his mans and them, and they started playing some of his tracks. Then he went back to the... Yeah. You know, pop. But I was good. I was like, I'm not gonna harass you no more. I just wanted you to recognize the sisters who was here
0: the, or, to hear, or perhaps the it was original the, stuff, or perhaps it was yeah. the sister that day. Is that what? Yeah, she passed it off on on a group, but it was really just her. <laughs> it was her. <laughs> it, was
1: like, it was a group of us. Like it. It was he. He came expecting, I guess, a particular demographic that would not be a bunch of black folk. So we were all kind of like, "What's happening?" Yeah. And so that's why I stood up of the stage and I was like, hey, hey, brother. <laughs> <laughs> How... and he played a few tracks, but then you could tell that just wasn't on his DJ set that he had planned. Yeah. So once he finished his few biz tracks, he went back. He played, I mean, the overall music, you know, I like pop music, but I just needed, I can't have a hip hop DJ not playing hip hop. Yeah, like just, anyone yeah. who comes to Biz Marquee DJ set and only expects to hear Cindy Lauper, I uh, want to fight you. You know what I'm saying? So.
0: Yeah. Well, Biz was making big money doing those DJ gigs because he was playing like what the people liked, you know, that's, and I learned that the hard way as a teenager, because I DJed a party once and, you know, we, we didn't read the room right. And we played and PM and a bunch of like other hip hop. And at the end of the show, it was like, uh, you know, it was a bad, it was a bad scene. So. You know, I'm sure Biz was just doing what he had to do. That was his version of like what Grant said that Rob was doing the other day. What he, what do say you were doing? Oh, I was out uh, pulling contracts for the man. Pulling contracts for the man. That's right. Working for the man. Mm. That's why he got the vapors. The vapors. Yeah. So he said
2: he was the worst thing his moms ever
0: had. Ever
1: had. <laughs> He'd be nothing but a loser
0: it's like we have to we have to stop talking about biz because like we have so many memories of that dude and I still' never forget the day that biz bought that bought that uh cassette home tape with picking um, pickin Boogers and the
2: and the doodoo song and
0: the doodoo song Rob yep and the doodoo <laughs> song and we sat there in sheldon's room and we listened to that and i just my, my floor like my like drawer like dropped to the floor but I cracked the fuck up because, like, you know, and this is before the record. So we, we were hearing these like, this is before anything's pressed or anything. This is like, you know, the guy that had been sleeping on Rob's couch at one point that we grew up, you know, with. And, you know, and, and he's playing like the doo doo song. And, uh-huh. you know, so. You're thinking there is no way I anybody's going to press that. I was thinking he was going to end up back on your couch again at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but he proved us wrong. So what's he yeah, did Marquis. Marquis. You know, but we're Obvious. Yes, but what we're talking about is these bad actors like the baby up here on stage uh saying these uh crazy things. Now I have to I was just reading up on this guy a couple of minutes ago. Um cuz I'm not up on this modern hip hop. I ain't fucking with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not fucking with it. You know, um, I didn't watch the the locks versus um, Dipset, and the reason why I didn't watch that is because, honestly, like you know, Dipset got a couple of joints that are good, but I ain't really, never really felt them either. You know, um, the locks, of course, like you know, them is the dudes. I remember, well, I won't even go into that, but them was they they hot rappers. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not really interested in watching that. I don't even
1: know what's going? to Jules and Jim Jones about to whoop your ass. Jim Jones is
0: (laughs) Jim Jones is all right as an MC, and it's like as far as whooping my ass, we about the same age and all that other shit. So Mm -hmm. I'm really worried about nobody coming and whooping my ass. That's like I I like
1: I like both locks and Jim Jones, but the kiss kiss took it over, which is not shocking. Mm. Mm. Killed it. Not shocking. Not shocking though. Um, I like both locks and
0: um, Jim Jones. So I mean, and Dipset. Now, but this guy, the baby, he's had a number one song, and I'm so far out of it. I don't know what the fuck the song sounds like. I would literally have to Google it. I'm sure I've heard it, you know, but I don't really fuck with the music because the music doesn't, it's not the same boom bap. Like, we were talking about that last week. It's not that boom bap when people used to talk about, even though Biz was crazy, Biz was rapping about what he was feeling. He was feeling a bowel movement. So... Mm-hmm. so. He made the doo-doo song you know what these cats are talking about now they're talking about money and all this other stuff and just like flash it's like that's what you achieve that's what you like strive to get that's part of it but that used to be only part of like what you are as an artist and i don't think a lot of these cats are going to be um, people are going to be really listening to their songs in 15 20 years from now and if your parents or your grandparents are listening to the baby and a lot of this other stuff that's on the on the um radio we're pretty much done
2: well yes. i mean that's that's going to be the greater tragedy because mm-hmm. you know music is closely tied to the feelings you have in the moment the place where you are when you hear it so somebody's grandma is going to be listening to baby in 20 years and like they're going to be in their, they're going to be in their feelings listening to baby um and that poor grandchild he ain't going to have a shot
1: <laughs> <laughs> He going to have a shot so, you know, in addition to the problem with, so first of all, okay, you know, we're we're 100 percent old school hip-hop, but we have to remember the original hip-hop lyrics were not clever. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't until late 80s, and especially the GOAT Rakim, who again, he's the GOAT, I have his book, he's a goat, I don't I don't debate with nobody about that. It wasn't until that era, you know, and and Lakim Shabazz, like the era of the deep thought came in in the late '80s, so I never tell. Pe- I always tell people uh, to never pretend that rap was always about a deep message and lyricism. But the baby, I'm more into. I'm more interested in making sure that hip hop changes part of its origins, because unfortunately, it's so part of its origins includes cisgender heterosexual black men. <sighs> being abusive towards women and towards LGBTQIA, particularly black LGBTQIA. So this is why shout out Lil Nas X and the many lyricists before Lil Nas X who are also LGBTQIA and black. And I always say there's music I can love while also calling out the lyrics. Like my favorite rap team, Besides Wu-Tang is Boot Camp Click, mm, Smith okay. & Wesson, Black Moon, Buckshot. So for me, for a while, I had to stop listening to Smith & Wesson because of the homophobic lyrics. And then I remember a couple of years ago, I tweeted, I was like, you know, I had to boycott you all for a minute. But uh, they've kind of gotten past that, thankfully. But this is just a challenge that I always have to say for our people in celebrating our music as well.
0: Well when we talk about homophobia and rap, it's really like a dual thing, and the reason why I mention that why I say that is because having experienced and met a lot of these cats um, in, per- in person, some of these dudes that you may or may not remember, um, a lot of those artists are themselves gay and yes. yeah what it and because the culture what the culture has to do is like it, you have to show that bravado. But at the same time, it's like that bravado in a lot of places is hiding another yeah. side of you. Yeah. And you know, just in reading over some of the comments that this dude made about people having AIDS on the show and like, you know, basically spontaneously combusting, you know, and like in for lack of better words, without giving like air to his quotes like one more time and everything. It's the same thing that me and Rob, like I used to say it to you, Rob, about, and we used to laugh about dudes that used to be homophobic. It's because, what is it? Are you are you afraid that your latent homosexuality is going to show? You know, and that's a part of it. I don't know if that's the case with these guys or not. I'm not saying that these that these that this is the way that they get there. But I'm saying mm-hmm. if you're in the music business and you're in the game and everything. He's dealing with gay people, at least probably, I would say, at least 25% of the people that he's coming into contact with. So where all this comes out with the attacks on, like, you know, gay people, I, I just don't get it. It's uh, I just don't get it. You can feel a certain way, but you wishing death upon people? Because what? I, th- I just don't get it. It's just too. It's too violent. It's too violent. It's more violent than a gunshot. When you talk about it in terms of that, what is it that, that is in your heart so much that you need to fucking express that? I don't understand it. And it's trying to prove a
1: point. And, you know, most of our people, Black folk around the world, don't know the true history of our people from the continent of Africa, in which there's tens and thousands of years of various Gender identities, non-identities, sexualities, asexualities, and there are African spiritualities and religions that honor different forms of sexuality and gender identities. And so, a lot of times, our people are going based on white Anglo-Saxon Protestantism, which, of course, not the original Christianity, but most of our people think it is. And so, so they're It's many things. It's like heteromasculinity, it's this falsehood that gay black manhood is removing quote unquote, real black manhood. And of course, you remember the boondocks episodes where they they tackled that. You know, they called out the because I don't believe in, quote unquote, being in the closet in the first place, because I don't believe that they cisgender heterosexual is normal. Right. So I don't think anyone should be in the closet, but I also don't want people to be forced to call out their own identity also in hip hop, but I appreciate the hip hop legends and reggae legends who have this, who have called out the homophobia, transphobia, and also apologized for their homophobia, transphobia, you know, including people like Buju Bantan and all of them who they were like, Look, I was, That's I was, problem. no, I was harmful. I was, a lot of them were teenagers when they made their first albums. And a lot of times when our people are listening and dancing to their music, they don't recognize homophobic and transphobic lyrics. I'm not going to recite the lyrics, but a lot of times they're dancing and they don't know the language and what these lyrics mean in the native lands of the people yeah. using them, you yeah. know.
0: Well, I can tell you that the best clubs used to be the, the Jamaican clubs, the reggae clubs in New York, mm-hmm. hottest yeah. spots ever. And, you know, yep. and if you don't know, if you don't know the lingo, it will just go completely and totally over your head. And that, uh-huh. was, the, that was the atmosphere that you were living in. Um, T.I. said something very interesting, though. He said that in defense of, um, in defense of um, the baby, I don't even know these dudes' names, you know, it don't matter. He said if homosexuals have more rights than heterosexual people, just say that. Is that the law? And this is what he this is what he said. This was in his defense, and he was, he goes on to speak about the little Nas X video, and he says that he's he you know little Nas X is applauded for speaking his truth and living his truth, and what the baby is actually doing is speaking his truth and living his truth. Now, well, Rob, what do you think about that? Tell me.
2: Well, I mean. Is that T.I.'s way of just throwing up a smoke screen so the, they'll stop investigating his ass? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what is that? Like, seriously, what is that?
1: That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Like, they have more rights. No, no, no. They have all the same rights. But, you know, we have allowed um, heterosexual culture to just, I mean, nobody, look at any rap video. Like, not mm-hmm. Little la's X, take out the, the religious imagery. You know, but it, after that, it's every rap video in America. You know, people grind it on each other, whatever people showing all kinds of skin. It's not a problem when heterosexuals do it. Why is it a problem when gay guys do it? That's right. And it's not. It's just they want to make it something.
0: Right. Thank you for saying that. Personally, personally, as far as the new little Nas X video is concerned, I haven't seen it because it's not my cup of tea. You know, I heard about what's in it, so I'm not going to go out and search for it. And on top of that, the devil the devil idolatry imagery. That's not something that I'm really I'm really like down for whatsoever. But do I care so much about it that I'm gonna go railing about little Nas X or try to like, you know, go No, I don't care about it. It's like people don't understand that you still have a choice in this in this world where if you don't like something, you just don't have to listen to it. You know, my problem is, is less with what this 29-year-old grown man who calls himself a baby said um, or feels. What he feels, it's like, you know, if you, if you want to do that, if you want to feel that way in your own home, you feel that way in your home, just go ahead and be ignorant. You know what I'm saying? You can be as mm-hmm. ignorant as you want to be for as long as you want to be and everything, but when you start expressing these things on stage and out loud to the world, it's funny I use that word, out loud, but out loud to the world, then what happens is that it's you're not just affecting those people, you're also affecting all of us. Because mm-hmm. the reason why it's affecting all of us, because people, and I was thinking about this today, you know, these white people, they love to take your opinion, their opinion of what you think and make it yours. So now... Every person or every hood person in America is supposed to be homophobic at this point in time, you know, or like, you know, just like, if you, just, I, I just have a problem with him being like so uncomfortable and I see other people like this and I'm going to catch flack for this one. I know there's going to be plenty more people that aren't listening to me or aren't paying attention to me this week because like, you know, I've gone out and I've, I've stepped over a line now and you know, I've defended LBGTQ and everything. I, But it's just not right because it's the same thing as people who wish you dead for not taking the COVID shot or taking the COVID shot. You know, it's the same thing. This is their business. This is what they do. Nobody is coming into your house and telling you what to do. And nobody should come into your house. And when you go out and you have such a platform and you make such a statement, then it's actually an act of violence. So I actually understand that. I understand how violent his statement was. It's dangerous. Yep. Yep. It's
1: dangerous. So so I have a T-shirt that I wear. It says Black LGBTQ lives matter. <clears throat> and so depending on where I wear the shirt, uh, white people are mad because they see Black lives matter. And Black people are mad because they see Black LGBTQ because uh, Black folk, especially traditional religious Black folk, and this includes Islam, Five uh, percenter, Moors, and we're talking about new Moors, not the original, and Christians. When they see Black LGBTQ, they're like, we're all in this together. Why you got to talk about gender? Why you got to talk about that? <laughs> you know, we're just Black. I'm like, first of all, all of our identities interlock, especially if the identities are minoritized. Like, I am a Black woman with a disability, and I don't separate those at any time. And so that's just an example, though, of how Black people and I'm saying it in general, are pretending that Black LGBTQIA people are not abused by our own people. For example, Black LGBTQIA are most likely to be kicked out of their own Black families, kicked out of their own Black households, abused by Black communities, including physical violence, being raped by Black men who would otherwise call themselves cisgender heterosexual, substance use, mental illness, all these issues that disproportionately harm Black people have an even heavier impact on Black LGBTQIA people. And so that's why the baby. I think, I'm gonna go ahead and say, it, I think he's a loser. And anyone who shares that sentiment is a loser, not because I wanna change people's minds, like I tell people when I do trainings, You can think whatever you want. The problem is that you don't understand how expressing that is forming not just your opinion, but it's forming a collective of people who actually harm people through voting. They harm people through school policies. They harm people through medical and health policies that harm our people who are Black LGBTQIA, including HIV. So shout out to people like George M. Johnson, who is a gay Black man who is HIV HIV positive, And he advertises when he gets his follow up test because he's like, this is not something to shame our people about because many black people are struggling with HIV and AIDS and they might not know it themselves and definitely not talking about it. So I just want people to remember this is not about us changing your mind. We're saying believe what you want. But the moment you put it out there, like you said, John, it's impacting other people. And I'm I stopped being a TI fan a long time ago. I think that TI got a lot of problems and so did, uh tiny. Mm-hmm. And uh the more TI speaks out, the more I'm like
0: I don't understand. I don't understand his <laughs> yeah. problems at all. How do you have to force a threesome? You're a TI. You know what I'm saying? You can pretty much like you can get. I've never understood, I've never understood rap, um, rape culture within rap. That is like, that to me is like such an oxymoron, especially after seeing and being around there. It's like these people have no, it's like the word no is too much for them to bear, even if they hear it just one time. And I just don't understand that because you can pretty much, you know, I'm telling you from experience, you can pretty much, you can organize anything that you want to organize at that point from that point.
2: I, I will just, you know, I will leave it at if Craig Mack can score, Stop anybody it. with a record can that's score.
0: Nice, Rest that's in peace,
1: nice. Craig Mack, 1,000 nice. degrees. You'll well, be on your knees you're talking, and you'll be breaking bad knees.
0: Well, you know, Rob, Rob, Rob and Craig were I, I, did I, not get I grew up long. around the corner from that, brother. They and, weren't the same you know, bus. we were, weren't the we, same were bus. we were at odds <laughs> for most of that time. I understand that. I understand that. And everything, but, but we're but, not gonna be but mean. You, but, that but, was
2: me. But for those who, but for those who, let me let me just put it in a, in a different terms and, and take the the name away from it because that's that really is a nice Craig. Really? But you know, <laughs> if cats who have no game and um, you know their self confidence is on the ground. You know they step on their self confidence every time they take a step. They got no game, uh, but they got a song.
1: Oh, my God. So you took out the name, but now you're describing it after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, Rob. Oh, my goodness. It's like, okay, this Craig Mack. Let me take their... out the name. somebody Well, well got the well, name. No uh, Rest I, in I, peace, Craig Mack. You're I, about you know. to haunt Rob. Cause you
0: know um, Rob anyway, you' about to get him. He's already
2: he, uh, been trying to get but, it, Rob. <laughs> but but the thing, is, he ain't gonna believe me. He'd have come get me a long time ago. Um, uh, if that was the case, he'd have come after me a long time. Hey, ago. This
1: ain't me. This ain't me. I just want you to know.
2: <laughs> well, but you know th- 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 those man. dude those dudes can score in the rap game. So you know, there's no reason for anybody to be like, yo. There's an ex. There's another train. Believe me, there's another train coming. There's another young impressionable, impressionable young lady. Say, you know, was coming by and she gonna say yes.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah.
2: yeah. They, 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 there's there are members of a, of a rock band who at one point had a contest to see how long they could go without washing and still have groupies have sex with them. Mm.
0: It sounds and
2: disgusting. the contest it, it couldn't be more grotesque, but yet the contest went 10 days and what?
1: ended.
2: And ended only because one of them had a young lady performing some oral stunts on him, and the I'm assuming the taste and smell overwhelmed her, and she then threw up in his lap.
1: <laughs>
2: wow, listen!
1: That's, but that's but, gro-
2: but that's groupy that, culture. So why you got to Why you got to sweat somebody who
1: says no? Just catch the yeah. next bus.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's it's very gendered, right? Because mm-hmm. when we talk about hip hop culture. And again, I love hip-hop, particularly old school, but fact remains, it's very cisgender, heterosexual, Black man dominated in terms of visibility, although it's owned by white people, including white white Jews in terms of profit mm-hmm. for the larger profit beyond producers and writers. But um, it's always been the case where a lot of MCs were handsome, but then you would always see the ones who you just knew. It's their fame that... Got people, you know, meeting them at the hotel room, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's one of those
0: things, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, you know, it's I, it's just terrible. But, and so, go ahead. go ahead, like, here's the thing like, we
2: know this exists. My question is, how do we get the culture to move past it? Like, how do we get the how do we get how do we get the misogyny out of our mm-hmm. music? I know it's baked into the culture, mm-hmm. yep. but how do we get black people black men to defend black women the same way the lgbtqia community currently defends itself right now like if you if you step up and you offend them they're going to let you know and they're going to put pressure on you until you either shut up or change your ways you know you either go away yeah. or change your ways how do we get the black community to stand up for our women in the same way that that community stands up for themselves.
1: Well, most Black people, Black men in particular, will pretend that already happens. And they will deny that... Well, first of all, again, this goes back to most of our people not knowing African history Mm -hmm. and varying cultures, including patriarchies, matriarchies, and cultures where there was no gender power either way. So a lot of our people believe in things like men of head of household. They believe that if it's a single mother, the boy, the son is now the head of household. Like they believe that repetition. So it's articulated through music. And they also don't know the history of Black music, which includes very sexual music, including like Black women, blues singers. Like they think that Black men are the ones with the sexual music. But if you listen like 50, almost 100 years of black music there's some very sexual lyrics right Mm -hmm. so when we talk about getting to this change i mean there's been black females black girls black women black gender non-identifying people who've been trying to do this work for centuries to get there and the work is bit by bit it includes MCs like you know queen latifah but it's, it's still very sexualized in, in how black women's voices are presented. Like black women's freedom is still presented as freedom to express our sexuality. And people think that that's the narrow view of our freedom.
0: I think the biggest problem with music and and artists today are really the the fact that these labels are being run by white men with an agenda that really want a certain type of music put out there. And the other type of music they don't really have any um, interest in, because it's their music has now become a production, a means of making money strictly. And once you have the formula and you have the mixture, you know it works. You take one young man who's willing to say anything and everything and do anything, and you um, who's extremely hungry. You give him money. You cut him off from his past and his, you know, he's already cut off from his past. He don't know shit when he walks in. And you just feed him all this different money, and as soon as he goes and he jumps outside of the accepted narrative, you cancel him. The problem with this the problem with this is that there's a selective cancellation culture that also comes along with this because someone else made a very good point of view um and it was a lot of people are feeling like they want they want to transfer the, um cancel the baby now, and it's understandable they want to cancel him. But nobody said shit when he was talking about shooting people or killing people homicides he's talking about um murder when he's talking about disrespecting black women and everything. there was no great big out there was no big outcry to get rid of him. He had a number one song you know, and this was acceptable and then you go and then you look at the people that he's aligned with t i troy Linness right known for shooting this is a this is a man who like watched who watched um, Harlem Nights one too many times, okay? Because he shot her in both feet and everything. And then later on, afterwards, after doing a song with Megan Thee Stallion, he brings him onto stage to do a duet with him right after Megan the Stallion performs. Of course, after she's healed, you know? But the fact that all of this is acceptable in any way, shape, or form, there are no black men that are saying, hey, we need to keep this one's far away from this one because this one did this to this one. There's no understanding. There's no talk. There's no conversation. And what-
1: They actually are, me, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. There actually are black men who have discussed that.
0: Yeah, they they, dis- are. they discussed it, but it happened. The fact that he was able, that he got so close afterwards and he was able to perform on the show, sort of like as a big fuck you to Megan The Stallion. Now- I was I don't know what happened in that car. I don't know what's going on between these two people, but what what bothers me is something that you also said earlier in the conversation is that there's a lack of consensus and there's an ability there's an inability to problem solve that's baked into this entire pie pie because people are not we're not communicating with one another in a respectful way you know, and that goes deeper to the music. You've got people that have taken a poll. About R. Kelly and said, if R. Kelly were to throw a concert tomorrow, would you go? And like they said, hell yeah. You know? They they cannot be trusted in life in general. It's true. But unfortunately, there's too many. Unfortunately, the numbers of those people who can't be trusted are too large. So when you start thinking about it in terms of that, that means there's a lot of work that needs to be done in order to understand that this is not a healthy way for us to communicate. It's not healthy for him to be hoping for, you know, but he, you know, he's trying to be provocative. He's doing like, whatever it is. He thinks he's going, he's selling more records. And you know, there's going to be a large group of people that are never going to say that there's something wrong with that. And I'm not sure that there, I don't think he should be, I'm against canceling people. I'm for people learning. Uh, But see, I would have been like,
2: he said what he said now he gets some fire back he gets some return fire if he takes a moment takes a beat listens to the criticism you know comes back and says okay i get it but no he doubled and tripled down and then he came back with some weak ass apology which is basically his way of saying i don't get I, you know i don't get it but y'all messing with my money now so i'm going to say what what this crisis management team has told me to say and say it ham-handedly and then he pulled it off Instagram altogether. So the brother ain't learning, you know. <laughs> not, the brother ain't learning. And so at that point, you know, I'm not for canceling people either because people people have to grow and evolve. And sometimes you you know sometimes you trip over your tongue, you trip over your feet when you're growing and evolving. So okay, you didn't know better. People tried to tell you why your words were harmful, but you don't want to listen. Well, now we got now, you know, now we got to let the crowd have their way with you.
1: Yeah. So here's a so here's the thing. I have no respect for people who were not fans of these fools before, but now they're fans. And there are Black folk who are like, I ain't know, I ain't never heard of the baby, but shoot, I'm about to go buy this LP. That proves that they're trying to prove a point, right? And so it's 100% the the minoritized people are the people who have the right to determine whether someone will be removed from the list so, like, Black LGBTQIA people's opinions are the opinions that matter. Black people who are HIV positive or have AIDS are the ones who determine that. Those of us who do not fit into those categories, yeah, our opinion can matter, but we don't have that particular identity or experience, so therefore it's just an opinion. We can't tell Black LGBTQIA, well, he apologized, right? hmm so we literally, I believe in cancellation. I, on one side, I believe in giving people a second chance, but it also depends on our deal breaker. Everyone has to have deal breakers. Minoritized people have to have deal breakers. The deal breaker can change based on the, the environment. It can change throughout our life. It better change. Right. But <laughs> I I don't believe in ever telling people To just accept every apology, because that's like the foundation of the uh, horrible stuff that happens in the black church. Um, There's a lot of stuff happening in black church, in black (laughs) mosques. And if we keep telling people, well, don't cancel them, give them a chance. We got we got leaders raping. Yeah, we got leaders raping children, raping women, raping, raping boys and men, you know, doing all sorts of stuff. And to tell the people who are victimized that don't cancel, they deserve to cuss everyone out who tells them don't cancel. Because, like, how are you going to tell me to give? It's like the phrase, "give oh, a yeah, make a chance, yeah, you know?
0: Yeah, no, listen, you should not. I First of all, it's like his next chance would be his first chance with me. Because, like I said, I don't know who the fuck he is. Um, So that's, like, that what it is. I'm only speaking in terms of, like, a brother in the community who's actually doing, who's actually in the rap game at this point in time. So I can't say anything. I'm not saying anything about his personality. I don't know his mama. I don't know his background. I don't know anything other than the fact that he's 29 years old. Um, He's really, that's pretty much it. He's he's 29. 29. I, I read it in an article. He's 29, but that's old enough. That's old enough to know better, you know, at this point in time. And then you take him and his music is just basically, it's just out there. I'm more concerned about the fact that really, because let's be honest, at this point in time, I'm reading this guy and I'm pretty good at predicting stuff. And what I predict is going to happen to this guy is that he may actually end up being canceled. And then he's going to take a record and he's going to put it out on streaming services and it's going to shoot up to number one. And he's going to make more money than he ever made before and what that's going to do is that's going to encourage an even greater divide within the black community. I don't give a fuck what Madonna says. I don't give a fuck what Elton John says. I don't give a fuck about all these other people, whatever they say. It's like they have a right to feel a certain amount of way, but they ain't black, and they're not dealing with the same issues that we're dealing with in this case, and the issues that we're dealing with is is basically showing respect to one another and having conversation with each other in a respectful manner. You know, how can we agree to disagree and still move forward as a team? Because as black people in America, if you're going to get any place or if you're going, if you want to, even if you want to leave, if you want to pack up and you want to leave collectively, you're going to have to get together on certain things. You're going to have to have conversations with each other. You're going to have to allow, you got to start thinking that the, like they think in the terms of the enemy of my enemy is my friend, or maybe he's not as bad. But you know, if you're sitting up here and you're and you're trying to make a coalition with the with the gay community and at the same time you're saying, I hope you drop dead, that shit ain't never gonna work. Cause how is anybody if somebody were to tell you, yeah, hey, that's like you saying, Hey, you you the okay black guy and everything, but I don't give a fuck about them other niggers. Mm-hmm. And you saying I don't,
1: yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't believe in agree to disagree because again, I do believe in deal breakers. And so when I, I'm, you know, I'm Pan-African, pro-Black, but like I said earlier, I don't separate that from my gender equity work. Mm-hmm. And so the work that I do in our communities and in Black, created Black-led groups, it requires gender equity, sexuality equity, disability equity, all of that at all times, Never will I ever say, well, you disrespected me as a woman, but we got a larger cause. No, not doing that. And that's similar to what Dr. Angela Davis did when she did not join the Black Panther Party and other movements. She was like, I'll take part in certain things, but I need you to always know you ain't going to put my name alongside this stuff and pretend that I silenced the inequities within our Black collectives. Mm. And so the same things happen with that. So I I just really encourage black people to understand. I do not think we need to agree to disagree because blackness is not one line. There's different forms within our blackness. And and so to come to a common ground, it has to be like my shirt says, black LGBTQIA lives matter. I have shirts talking about black with disability. It can't be a racing part of us. And when I say that, it tends to be cisgender heterosexual Black men would be like, well, you trying to erase part of me, my manhood. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I, and that's, you know, it's it's also very genitalia-based when a lot of Black men say that. Like, you know, like they'll be like, the you know, you're trying couple,
0: to... Like robbed the last couple of weeks?
1: I don't know. I have <laughs> no idea. I don't even want to know, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's this idea of how aggression is expressed when uh, there's challenge and feeling of insecurity. Cause again, it's like, you're demeaning the manhood. And so, so I'll just always tell black people, we can't pretend that we're all in this together. If you think that we're going to downplay what's happening within.
0: So this is why I love doing this show with you smart people, because I always learn something new. And I actually agree with Angela Davis's philosophy of being, of being a selective joiner. That's one of the reasons why I never really joined any black organizations when I was down in um, D.C., but I did attend a lot of meetings and for a lot of different groups. I showed up, you know, I basically put my time in however I could, however I can make it. But the idea that someone else speaks for you is something that's very is something that, you know, when you join a group, if that group decides to go out and they decide to bash um, a bunch of gay people, then they are now. You are now associated with that, you know, so that's like something I can definitely get behind 110%. But this is this whole mess is just like it's just something weird. Rob, you have anything you want to add? You want to talk about?
2: uh and you know i i, I agree with y'all I, I you know i'm not gonna get into my my genital whatever you were talking
1: about <laughs> than, yeah like, i was like you, you,
0: you lost me on that one bro <laughs> like too soon too soon so generally it's with this guy recently it's just like it's, i know you're proud man you know <laughs> your dad's proud probably your mom's proud man. you know <laughs>
2: See, he just be. Sometimes he just gets off onto his own track. Even I'm like, like now I got to go back and listen to the last three shows and figure out what he's talking. Yes, about. And be like, oh, listen, what y'all
1: talking listen, about? Listen, listen,
0: listen. This show may go out to LGBTQI. You know, maybe you'll get some fans, Rob. Just,
1: just because a black man is gay does not mean the black man will want Rob. So let's go ahead yeah, well, and end I, that assumption.
2: We'll see. Now, this is this is the long-standing. You know, me and John have been hanging out forever, and so. You know, John. Whenever we walk out in public, John's assumption is always that yes, they do.
1: Yeah, Every, that's no, John's very, assumption, that's John's assumption very, is that
2: everybody wants me.
1: Right. That's a very heterocentric and almost homophobic assumption. Like as a oh right. no no
2: no he he just assumes everybody wants me. It's not yeah, just it's yeah, not just gay people. It's okay. So that's just because
1: you're handsome, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: It's like that because they
1: go, ooh, Rob.
2: <laughs> See now we're now we're fifteen again.
1: Well, you won't know what to do when you're around a group of black women and black men who don't want you. So well, let's just I, prepare for I, that. I,
2: I will absolutely survive. I'm That's so sure good. <laughs> that I'm I'm sure that I've been in that room before, and yes. I'm sure I'll be in that room again tomorrow. And yes, good. You know, I'm still breathing and thriving. So saw,
0: I'm so glad
1: you're breathing. I saw a very um
0: funny like you know a statement. It was a that a homosexual man said. He said, "Listen, he he's like, you know, if." If women don't like you, don't assume that, like, you know, a gay man's going to mm-hmm. like you, too. But mm-hmm. gay, if a woman doesn't like you, then, you know, you really don't have as much to worry about. I'm, like, unclench your butt cheeks. I well, well see, really one of the funny. things,
2: you know, like, when we were, you know, late teens, early 20s, whatever, that was one of the knocks. Like, I was, I never really worried about that. Like, you, you go someplace and a gay guy starts a conversation with you, whatever. Okay. It's just, an, it's just another human being starting a conversation with you. You know, the same way a woman might talk to you and you're, you know, you, she, you're not interested, or you might talk to some woman and she's not like, it's just another conversation. But mm-hmm. in our community, if you were not uncomfortable with an interaction, then that said something about you. They assume that said something about you.
0: Yeah. Right. I, I always you know, felt like so I
2: was trying to diffuse all that energy, like whatever. They're just it's just conversations yeah. between humans.
0: I always felt okay. like, you know, what are you afraid about having a conversation with a gay person? Like, are you afraid that you're like, you know, penis is gonna slip into his butt? You know what I'm saying? Or it's- vice versa or vice versa. Excuse me, I'm gonna have to probably cut that out, but it's like, you know, what do you are are you afraid that you're accidentally going to end up having homosexual sex? Then you probably but have you- a problem with it already, you know?
1: Right. So you don't have to cut that part out because what we're doing now is just talking about what people really are saying. Like, it's not we're not reading people's minds. Like, literally, we hear what black folks say. Right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when black people say these things, they think that they're among other homophobic black people. They don't know that we are people who staunchly defend LGBTQIA people and especially black LGBTQIA but I do want to clarify. So we want to steer away from using the words homosexual, because that is where, unfortunately, the slur comes from. And we know what the slur is. Yeah. So mm-hmm. in some in some QI spaces, you will hear the, the word homosexual and homosexuality used. But in other spaces, you'll hear people asking you not to use it. So just be prepared, depending on where you are, for people to ask you to change your terminology. And as heterosexual people, we do not determine the appropriate terminology. That is 100 percent based on what people who are LGBTQIA request and sometimes unapologetically demand from us. And so I just want to remind our people who are listening of that.
0: Yeah, this is a this is a friendly show. We won't get into into the other stuff, you know. Um, just I did I just open up a can of worms without even opening up a can of worms.
1: No, this is not. These can of worms have been open for centuries because our people are hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, brainwashed into thinking that there is one appropriate way to be. And they base it on this false morality, false normality, false sense of what should be the law, which is unfortunately the law of certain lands around the world. They base it on their form of religion, which is based on this falsehood there's only a few religions where there's tens of thousands of years of billions of religions. A lot of most of our people don't understand, they don't even know that. Marijuana is illegal in Jamaica. So they literally they they claim that they go based on the law when they're talking about LGBTQIA abortion and other things they disagree with. But I'm like, you just smoke weed. Knowing it's illegal. Mm -hmm. So you you pick and choose which things you want to disappear just because of what the law mandates. Mm-hmm. So this is why I always tell black people the inconsistency is an example of the injustice.
0: Well, let me just say this. Here's a, here's where I stand on canceling the baby. Um as far as I'm concerned, I can live without him cuz I've lived without him so far.
1: Yes, so same it's
0: here. <laughs> like, it's like it's like it's not a big deal to me. So all you people, if you don't want to see him anymore, don't buy his tickets, don't buy tickets to his shows, don't play his music, don't do whatever. And everything, that's the way a cancellation should really come out Like I said, I'm not really interested in all these other opinions I am not. I don't really care, like, I don't care what, like, you know, how Madonna feels about it Or, like, you know, I'm making it an even broader issue than what it actually is It's fucked up, what he said is fucked up Who he's aligning himself with, it kind of But sometimes you gotta let people do these things So that way you can see exactly where they stand so yep. he's, aligned, he's aligned himself with this one and that one. What are they in? What do they all have in common? Like, you know, one actually shot a woman. You know, if that's not a sign of, like, you know, that's that's some crazy shit. He shot a woman in the foot. And I, that story was, like, even funnier because they were saying that he was in the car. His excuse was, or the rumor is that he was in the car getting his ass whooped by her. You know, mm-hmm. so... If that's actually true, I don't know if that's actually true or not. It's like, this kind of goes to everything that we're talking about as far as how we interact with one another. Why are you in a car with this person if you feel like, you know, you're going to want to slap him upside his head? Why are you in a car with the person if you feel like you may want to relive the uh, toe shooting scene and shoot her in both toes and like do it both? You miss one toe, you shoot her in the other toe. It's like, it just doesn't make any sense. It's like, and these people put themselves in this situation, and I only feel but so bad for any of them because they're all making money, and none of them are going to take a stand that's going to jeopardize their money. So I'm not going to take a stand that's going to jeopardize anything either because if you don't have the courage of your own convictions, then who am I to step up for you?
1: Right. So when I do this work with our people and this is local, national, international, I don't something like when I'm talking about black mental health, black suicide, sometimes I'll use celebrities as an example, because sometimes that will open the door for conversation. But I really want our people to understand it's not about these wealthy black people. It's not about these black people that everyone knows and everyone defends anyway. It's about the average black person who's very much abandoned. They're isolated. They're silenced. There's There are very few supporters because Black people really specialize in silencing themselves and each other. And that's Black families. And that goes back to the excuses I talked about earlier. And so Black domestic violence is a huge issue. We have generations of activism organizations and research publications that Black people have done to address this. We have entire books written about Black victims of Black-on-Black domestic violence, mostly Black women victims, where we have increasing information about Black LGBTQIA victims of domestic violence and Black men who are victims. Unfortunately, Black men are least likely to actually participate in research and discussions. And that goes back to the whole notion of masculinity. And so I always tell our people, if we're going to talk about these topics, including Megan Thee Stallion... We want to make sure we understand the larger problem of our people harming each other. And we can talk about self-defense. We can talk about anything, but what does it mean when we're in spaces where we have to defend ourselves?
2: And, and, you know, I mean, and I don't know, Megan, I don't know, but what I do know is people and, you know, she's in a car with somebody (laughs) What I don't know what the relationship is, but she doesn't know how fragile his, his ego is. She doesn't know how fragile Yeah. I mean, you know, that's something that people go to great lengths to hide. And so she may have, you know, she may have uh, found that, you know, little soft spot and, you know, he just was unable to take it. I'm not defending what he did because he's absolutely bad shit wrong. But I'm just saying that's how maybe she winds up in a car with somebody who, you know, this thing escalates this right. thing escalates cuz she just doesn't understand how fragile he yeah, is. Yeah,
0: it's a, it's very it's very hard to have these conversations with, about these people when you don't know what these people are. And, and,
2: and, you, but it's everybody's hiding these things. I mean, it's not just them, it's everybody who's hiding these. There's
0: things. a certain amount of it's like if you take away gender completely and totally, there's a certain amount of aggressiveness that you have to they you require to survive and to thrive in the entertainment business whether you're a singer, whether you're a manager, whether you're an actor, whatever, there's a certain amount of aggressive. So you don't know what level of, you know, aggressive she was to him or he was to her or whatever it was and everything. But we do know that only one person got shot in both feet. Uh,
2: I I think the aggressive, I I take this from my football playing days and I always tell people, you know, when I talk about that game, which um, I believe is the greatest team game there is. If you want to learn to work together, play football mm-hmm. you might wind up stupid or injured but you'll learn what it means <laughs> you'll learn what it means to be a team because you could have the absolute best player and lose every freaking game by a thousand points you could just mm-hmm. get crushed every day mm-hmm. but you know in football they teach you to use your aggression the problem is nobody teaches you how to turn it off or when it's proper to use it mm-hmm. and you're saying that you know in the music business you have to have a certain amount of aggressiveness and people take that aggressiveness and just start pushing it over into areas of their lives that it does not belong.
0: Exactly. They throw money at it. They throw money Mm -hmm. at it. They throw money at it. They throw money at it to To fix the the after, clean it up afterwards. (laughs) Well, they they encourage it too. They Mm -hmm. encourage it too. You know, all all these things that, all these things that we talk about within this, within the context of that thing, we're, we are, we are, we're not even touching the surface on the amount of, gay people, gay, LGBTQI people that are within that circle. And some of them are exerting influences well in the opposite direction, but they're not going up on stage and doing it. We don't know what's it. We don't, you don't really know. It's like, you don't know what the environment is, but whatever it is, it's like, you've made enough money. You should know how to navigate yours. If that's what your problem is, it's still no excuse. Because well, you see, should know money, how to navigate money doesn't that teach shit.
2: You, money doesn't teach you anything. Money doesn't teach you anything, except you know more expensive labels to buy. It's like true. Money, you learn nothing through the acquiring of money. You know, for your soul, in terms of how to conduct yourself as a human being, you learn nothing through the acquisition of money, and it doesn't take you to any higher spiritual plane.
0: I'm I'm damn <laughs> for I'm down for blowing yeah, up bitch. I'm damn for blowing up the entire fucking music industry right now. And bringing it back to let's bring, let's see if we can get a time machine and get PE back here. You know, when everybody was pumping PE and everybody had a public enemy shirt across the country and people were actually looking at all of the things that, all of the great things that rap and hip hop could be and start from there and start from yeah, scratch. Cause these motherfuckers ain't worth a goddamn. And I'm going to go ahead. Right there. Dr. Go Dennis, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. You, you
1: well, I was just going to say, you,
0: you know. He teed I, it
2: up I, I, for you. He teed it up for you. Yeah.
1: You know, I love Public Enemy, but we have to not pretend that Public Enemy did, did not include Flavor Flav before he got fired from Public Enemy. So the groups that we admire, a lot of times they had some stuff with them too.
0: Oh yeah, there's no there's no doubt about that fact. But Flavor Flav, besides she watched Channel Zero, or no, what was that movie? Flavor Flav is the son. He wasn't he wasn't the main he wasn't the main lyricist of that group. He wasn't. No, of course not. A message and of course, like you said, they had their own problems. They had they had beef with Pro- Professor Griff at one time. He left the group because he was, and I met him before he
1: yeah, came to North Carolina, right?
0: Know. Because he was because he was put in a situation. One of my old roommates, actually Tracy, and everything you you know Tracy Rob, he um he was like very close with Griff growing out and growing up up in Rosalind and everything, and um, you know, so I mean everybody's got their problems, but it's just a it's a matter of the music is about creativity, and it's about like um to us it's one we. There have been studies that have been done that have shown that melanated people work on different frequencies, work better with different frequencies. And these frequencies have been touched and tampered and taken away. And y'all got to take it back. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got to take it back from these damn fools. If you uh-huh. know if you know a love singer that's got a girl locked in his closet, go get your boys and, you know, or locked in his basement, go get your boys and get her free.
2: Uh, a, I got a question for you because I'm not. You know, I try to keep. Not gonna that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: exactly.
2: We're, we're going to take this Whoa, no, what, Nobody forward. touches that. Uh, I just do that. Uh, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So, um, Ma- the Made in America Festival is coming to Philadelphia at the end of uh, August, Labor Day weekend, and the headliners mm-hmm. are Justin Bieber and Little Baby, not to be confused with the Baby. Um. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, that little baby, the hip hop of a little baby is beyond me. Is is it worth going to see? Like, is it worth an hour of my time?
1: Of course not. (laughs) Thanks for asking. No, um, I would, I would, I would never want to see Justin Bieber perform. Uh, I consider Justin Bieber to be mostly, I mean, I think he's got talent, but I think that his fame and wealth is based in cultural appropriation, just like, um,
2: Oh, you you mean he's the, he's a really good mimic?
1: Well, I mean that's the design of him. And uh what's the uh that singer? She's white. She used to be with Disney or something. Not. Um, and she grounds her skin.
0: Not Ariana
1: Grande. Yes, Ariana Grande. Okay. We got black folk and non-white latin and non-white hispanic thinking that she is really not white and they're like y'all some fools which is exactly why she does what she does her team browns her skin gives her these long extensions gives her you know nails and has her waving around because they realized that our people are very gullible like Despite the history of blackface on the entire Western Hemisphere, you hear that Canadians on the entire Western Hemisphere, <laughs> mm. try to be holier than now. <clears throat> Despite that, What's that black that? folks still fall, Isn't like all these people. And by the way, of course, Tia, her too. Like it's literally blackface, which most blackface products are produced in China and Japan, but it's based on stealing from our people and so I would never see Justin Bieber in concert because if it wasn't for black people accepting him and him adopting forms of hip-hop and putting his hair in like little black folk hairstyle sometimes and all that stuff that he does, you know, even Justin Timberlake has done that throughout time when he wanted to be on BET. I I like in sync, but when you are 106 in park, I want you to go ahead and admit that you changed your style and adopted or even stole parts of our cultures in order to be accepted by all of us.
0: Including unleashing Janet Jackson's nipple. And on that note, we're we're like right at the end of the show. Okay. But is
2: it stealing? If your producer is Timbaland, are you then stealing it? Or creating yes. it?
1: Yes, Timberland. Okay. And I love Timberland. He's mm-hmm. 757. I'm 804, two up, two down VA. Well, you know what? But this- that's still Black folk helping white people, just like mm-hmm. Tiaba Azalea, all the people helping Ayar Gandhi, Black folk helping white people because Black folk know that they'll get money as producers, mm-hmm. stylists, but it's still showing white people how to be Black and Brown when convenient, but then they disappear. When to be hold, held accountable? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: and God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end the show on this note. First of all, Ariana Grande lost me when she started licking donuts and putting them up there. Remember uh, that? I will never forget that shit. You a nasty motherfucker. I don't care what extensions you yeah. wear, but you lick a donut and you put it back on there for the next person to, the person to go eat. That's like, you know, that's ridiculous. So I'm not gonna support yes. you on that shit. You a nasty motherfucker.
1: Um, Can I I say she lost me, though, when she went from being a pale skin, redhead white woman to being a brown skin, long extensions, talking black English, mm -hmm. African-American vernacular and popping her no having behind in music videos. When I noticed the routine was switching. Mm-hmm. And black folk was loving her still and giving her all sorts of money. That's when she lost me because I'm not going to be part of that puzzle.
0: Well, I'm glad you said that because I forgot forgotten my last point and I'm going to bring it back to what the and you helped me remember it. So thank you, doctor. So um, the second part is that the whole thing about um, Justin Timberlake and Timberland. Um, it goes back. It, you just proved everything that I said. These, the, these people gave Timbaland a great big bag of money to make that music for Justin Timberlake and put it out there as being secular. And what we've seen over at, and Not secular, but popular. And what we've seen is that we've seen the R&B artists like gone. Like, you know, I understand right now that, you know, Puff is like, you know, kind of... He's kind of out there going different places and everything. And he puts an ad on the internet about... You know, starting a soul label to bring this music back and everything. Whether he has the wherewithal to do that at this point in time, I'm not so sure And everything. But I can tell you that the idea and the thought process is actually one that's actually a positive thought process I would like to see picked up by someone else and brought forward and everything but you know i also say this about as far as the criticism for him for, as far as his criticism about him doing it the first thing he said they were like well you're going to take all their money and you're going to like you're going to ruin them and everything the first thing the brother said was that he's going to that if he does do that he's going to sign 50-50 deals 50-50 deals are actually the deals that will get you your money so it's like i have to give him a shout out and we have to clarify that for other people who don't understand well, you know uh, I mean,
2: that means that puff money. is finally evolved that means that that puff has finally evolved or at least he's learned to say the right thing i
0: was gonna right say a thing. difference between a,
1: pro- a promise and reality we haven't yeah don't need
0: a money whether it, yeah whether it actually happens that's another thing but it's oh like, by the way you see De
2: La finally got their masters back did they oh yeah they finally got the rights to their masters
0: that's what i mean
1: me, 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 me. so everybody gets a win dr keem yeah
0: Rue Dennis,
1: you was about to say it wrong again. You got yourself. Thank you. So I, got it. You got, I got
0: it. I got it. I got it. Thank you very much for showing up for this Tuesday talk and everything. This Thank little you. special edition. It was like a pleasure. We thought it was going to be short, but once again, y'all start talking, you go over an hour no matter what. So yeah, yeah. Mister Robert, yeah. Brooks.
2: y'all start talking like he ain't run his mouth. Oh. Yo, what up? It was a pleasure talking to y'all. I was as
0: quiet as a church mouse. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank y'all for showing up. Born in Trouble Tuesday Talks. Talk to y'all later. Oh, and go to buyblackcannabis.com Cop your apparel. You got your shirt. You got your I
1: got shirt. my shirt and I love it. And yeah. I'm sharing it with other folk. Yes. There you
0: go. Put you on. I know Rob got his shirt, but he only wears golf shirts. So I'm going to give me a golf
1: shirt. you will just have a different aura when people see you hitting I'm, it. I'm gonna oh, have... when
2: people see me in that shirt, they'll be they, they, they enjoy the fact that I partake.
1: And they t- might be like, "Yo, let's talk." <laughs> <Uh-oh>.
2: <laughs> are exactly. I mean,
0: yeah, where are you? What where, where, are you doing? Because you know it's the old. state. You know that the, even though it's not necessarily true now, but you know black guys traditionally have been asked everywhere we go. Do we have drugs?
2: Oh, believe <laughs> me, I've been asked before.
1: So and this and this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about Jamaica and marijuana being illegal and you know when Bob Marley went to Europe, they used to search them to check to see if they had marijuana and all of this white people are profiting from this marijuana industry, which includes the medicalization of marijuana, which includes having documentaries about the need for medical approaches to conditions like epilepsy and other conditions. So, I want I want black folk to understand that because a lot of times black people are afraid to subscribe to something because they're like, that's just gonna put us off as being drug dealers again. But that means you're buying into that brainwashing. Exactly. White people walking around with weed. Like I've been to Erica Badu concerts with my best friend, and this black this white dude comes to us and I'm like, you got some weed? First of all, no,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't smoke weed. But this white dude at an Eric Badu concert, like just you know, what I'm saying. So that's just the the um, the assumptions, the the racial assumptions as well. So I just want our people to understand that if you go, if you're if you're partaking, understand you should not be faking.
0: Yes, and, and
1: patronizing white it, owned.
2: There, there, there are. I, I've been to a Coldplay concert, and I've been to a um, um, Jimmy Buffett concert. So, for those who think that it's us who are doing all this puffing,
0: not true. Man,
2: oh man, it is a cloud of smoke at the Jimmy Buffett Show.
1: Not I true. went to that Ziggy Marley concert in yeah. 2017 in Alexandria, Virginia, and it was outside. And again, with my best friend, it was straight up weed. And guess what? It was all white people. They, white people had on fake locks, it, they were mocking our culture, and them white police were standing there knowing good and well them white people were smoking weed yeah. and didn't say anything to these white people.
0: Well, you know, that's a that's a whole other show that we can get into as far as that, as well as like even if we're talking about we talked about groupie culture in this show. You know, I'm reading an article the other day about the rock groupies from the seventies and a lot of these girls were thirteen and fourteen years old. Yeah. You yeah. know, and you know, they hear the narratives flipped around now. Like, you know, like the like like you know, like all this stuff is really bad. These motherfuckers was dating little girls. They were 12, mm-hmm. 13, 14-year-old girls following, following bands around the country. And nobody ever said it. Nobody says anything about it. They don't talk about it. It's another double standard. So it's like we live in a land of double standards. If you're going to sit there and you're going to be aggressed by things that – these people who live this this type of life and do these types of things tell you, if you're going to let them judge you, you're really stupid. You know, that's well, just the only like, I can say.
1: But well, just ahead. like when Chuck, I know, I know you're about to end the show. Yeah. But just like when Chuck Berry got arrested, his was because it was white girls. Yeah. And yeah. when he got arrested, he was calling out like all these white <laughs> rock stars doing all this horrible stuff with these girls. But mm-hmm. you're getting me because I'm a black man and I prefer
0: white girls. So yep. 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 And that's the way it goes. So, you know, pay attention to what's going on around you. You know, one of the reasons why I talk about the stuff on the show is because it's not about being equal with, with any other group or any, we know that we have to be better. Now the question is, do you want to be better for them or better for us? I know what my answer is. So on that note, Born in Trouble Tuesday Talks. Thank y'all for coming. And peace. Peace.